Good morning. Welcome, everybody, to the PFFA pod. Um, I'm your host, Kyle McLowry, and we're going to be talking about the David Campbell Memorial today. So a quick introduction, then I'm going to kind of gonna get out of the way and let these gentlemen uh, speak. So I've got Sean Fogarty, Terry Foster. I want to say Vice President Terry Foster, not just Terry Foster. And again, to, uh, to my left, historian and retiree Don Porth. Um, so let's just kick it off. I'll go to Sean and give a little history, and we'll just get, get the discussion going. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, glad we could be here today. Um, I would say let's lead off with this. Everybody's money is safe. It is uh, sitting in an account ready to make moves. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that politics and time have dictated well beyond our control that it's time to go back to the drawing board with this project. Okay. And so this is, um, in many ways, just a reinvention of the concept to build something we can gather at when the times are needed, mm -hmm. uh, whether that's June 26th or after a tragedy, um, and a place we can be proud of and share our stories with our community. Great. Just to recap a little bit of the history of the Campbell Memorial Board. Um, obviously, uh, Chief Campbell uh, died in the Union Oil Fire back uh, June 26th of 1911. Mm -hmm. uh, around 1913, uh, a group formed called the David Campbell Metal Fund to manage, um, you know, uh, things related to Chief Campbell's death and the other line of duty deaths. Over the decades, the Metal Fund uh, morphed into what we currently have, which mm -hmm. is a 501c3 that we refer to as the David Campbell Memorial Association or the DCMA. Uh, the DCMA is consi uh, consists of seven seats. Uh, there's the fire chief, whoever's the sitting fire chief is always on the board. Uh, there's uh, a board president who's currently Don Porth. There's a PFNR representative, which is my seat right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and then a couple years ago, uh, we made a change um, to bring in an official local 43 representative. Mm -hmm. Currently, that's Terry Foster. Then we also have a couple members of the community that are involved. Um, about... It's been 12 years now. Uh, before I was on the board, Portland State facilitated a design contest uh, that was going to coincide with the, the reconstruction uh, of Station 21. Uh -huh. And we were given an opportunity to take this chunk of land in a, right on the riverfront uh -huh. and turn it into something. Um, so they facilitated this whole contest, and uh, a group called Welton Architecture won. Uh -huh. Dude, that was, that was 12 years ago? Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. So that's okay. the design we're all familiar with. Uh-huh. Lots changed and a lot has not changed in 12 uh -huh. years. Um, but basically, uh, I, I joined the board a couple years after that when okay. Paul, Paul Cora was setting up to retire and okay. I took his seat oh, on yeah. uh -huh. the board. So if anybody remembers Paul. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if you're going to get to this or not, but again, this is just essentially to fill in the blanks for maybe some of the newer folks who weren't privy to some of the stuff that happened. Uh, and maybe you're going to get to it, but just so everybody knows, there was an assessment. Can you just talk? Are you, you going to talk about that already? Or should I kind of oh, jump in now? Yeah, we can get to that. Okay. Yeah, I think it's been uh, off the top of my head probably about eight years or so ago. Yeah. Um, the concept that at, that at that point for fundraising uh, was to involve our membership, mm -hmm. um, get kind of the first significant money on the pile. Uh, for this project, okay. and also the good name of Portland Firefighters. Okay. So there was an assessment um, of the members. It was uh, it turned out to be, I think, $150 per member. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that all went into a fund. So collectively, we gave uh, roughly $100,000. And, and that was spread over, what, a year? Yeah, We collected so. yep. that out of the evening like news. We just added a... Yep. It was like seven fifty. Exactly. It was a it was a twelve. If, uh, again, off the top of my head, I think it was twelve fifty a month. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 And it went that which turns into one hundred fifty dollars. Um, so we tried to keep it like it was literally like about Math. a dollar a shift yeah. uh, for folks to just contribute to this thing and to get us okay. started. Okay. So money goes in. Uh, Portland firefighters' good name goes in, and uh, I mean, frankly, I think when I look back on it, my reflection is um, I think we had a lot of 
talented folks on that board, but maybe just the wrong combination of talents from the community. Great people giving it um, what they could give, mm-hmm. um, but wheels just kind of spun and things didn't get done that should have. Okay. So are, are we here today to sort of figure out what's going on? Yeah. So now we're we're at a point where uh, enough's enough. And when we brought Don Porth in uh, as our president, uh, there was kind of a shift in urgency and tone, I'd say. Um, and Don's really just kind of uh, kept us really on task and setting us up for what's to come in the future. Right. And, uh, you know, just on the issue of money. So there were two major contributions. There have been some other uh, smaller donations that have come in and worked in. Uh, and, and the first and foremost was Portland Firefighters, $103,000 and some change. Mm-hmm. And that is so important in a project like this because the first thing people want to ask is, is if this is so important to the firefighters, what are they doing about it? Mm-hmm. And um, that is a, a wonderful uh, fact to have in my hip pocket when I talk to people. Portland Firefighters have done the most. Portland Firefighters are the major stockholder in this project. That is the largest sum of money that's been brought in. So, so to that point, Don, can you speak a little bit about, um, well, tell the members where that money is now. Is it safe? Um, how, how did it get where it is um, in the transition from the time you stepped on board? The city contributed an additional $100,000. Uh, the city commissioners uh, okayed the the expenditure of that to put into the David Campbell Memorial Fund. Mm-hmm. Now, over the years, the fund has been kept at Advantage Credit Union and has been under the control of the chief's office. Uh, over the last, uh, in the last couple of years, we decided to make a change because we felt like we could uh, much better manage the incoming funds and outgoing funds. And Local 43 uh, agreed to um, allow the, the funds to be managed by the treasurer. So along with the other charitable funds that the union manages, one of those is now the uh, David Campbell Memorial Association. So Fair Travis enough. Chipman is the treasurer okay. for the DCMA by uh, by default of that or whoever the yeah, treasurer... By, by virtue of his per, position. By virtue yeah. of his office, yeah. Yeah, whoever the treasurer is at any given time will be the PFFA treasurer. So I think that uh, that should really give a lot of comfort to the membership that the money is being well cared for, well accounted for, and is being used appropriately. Uh, it, not that it wasn't before, but I think the controls were just more challenging. May I step in as a membership member here? Yep. I mean, it's uh, it's being taken care of, but it's not being used. I mean, what's going on? It's just sitting there. The assessment was there to be, for something to be done. Well, it is being used now. So last April of uh, 2021, when I became president, I just kind of beat my fist on the table and said, we're going to, by God, get this thing going. Okay. And if our if our end result is a big rock sitting in the middle of the uh, plaza over by Station 21 with, with 75 names scratched in it, then at least that's something. Mm-hmm. But I think, of course, we can do better and there is a plan in place. Because two-thirds of the property sits on the fire bureau land that's there on the river, mm-hmm. one-third of it is on uh, Peabot right away. Okay. It's the foot of Main Street right on the river there. So Peabot had to come into it. Uh, there was environmental services and some others. So we had this meeting where all this comes up. We present our plan, and it's their opportunity to say, we have issue with this, that, and the other thing okay. that we would need to remedy and then and then bring back to the table. So when that happened, we had a couple of surprises. And they actually were surprises. You would think, well, why didn't you know that in advance? Well, 12 years has gone by since the, the plan was designed, and some things have changed along the rivers and in the uh, environmental areas. So the city of Portland has environmental zones that are around natural resources like the Willamette River. Uh, they have floodplains, which are around things like the river. 
And then there's other complicated issues uh, where that site is below a, an interstate freeway mm -hmm. and there's some other things going on. So what we ran into after all this time of waiting and then finally launching the process and actually spending money to get us there because the city will not waive those permits, uh, we we found that the the rules within a floodplain and the rules within an E zone, an environmental zone, mm -hmm. had changed to be more restrictive than what we had in, had envisioned from the very beginning when it started. This may be too much in the weeds, but how was how would that memorial affect the floodplain? It, well, the lights, for one, they said, you know, with the interstate being there, you can't have lights that close to the interstate. Also, the, the fish would see the light from the from the river. So there's a lot of little things like that. The fish see the light from the city. And then run well, and, yeah, And the runoff. Well, yeah, a lot of it's runoff into the river. So the, the type there's of... No, there's no runoff from the memorial. Well, if you have a hard surface, anytime you have it's a hard already, surface... It's already a hard surface. Well, it's... Yeah. And, and we would not even really be changing the surface. And again, I can't tell you other than... Uh, th those were those were issues we could have dealt with, but the third issue was the lighting scheme, yeah. and Terry just alluded to that. So, if you go back and look at the plan, the plaza was to be populated with 18 poles about 40 feet long, with mm -hmm, right. with lights that would shine down, be seen from across the river, and so on. Uh, ODOT had a problem with that because they were going to be close to the freeway, uh, uh, the the overhead freeway, and in these E zones, hmm. uh, there is. There are strict limitations now that there weren't before for lighting schemes that would disrupt aquatic animals, fish, and other things. So essentially, these these rules that were there now... Just for the listener out there, I'm shaking my head. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> and you're not the only one. Yeah, okay. yeah, believe me, we were too. But the in the, in the in the big scheme of things, the entire site was going to need to be reworked with an entirely different... Uh, presentation because these lighting poles just weren't going to be okay it wasn't a fight right. we were willing okay. to take okay. on with the okay. city okay can I make you shake your head a little bit more please so when this all started my impression from uh, the tr kind of transfer of my position from Paul was that the original intent was to take the plaza as we know it on West Burnside of Portland Firefighters Park take all the key features mm -hmm. whether those are the reliefs um, the, the actual lists of names mm -hmm. the, bell, the bell and integrate yeah. that all into that project mm -hmm. you know on the east bank that, that was the how i remember it as well that was that was the plan um for other reasons that uh were way beyond our control uh we were kind of stymied in that process from that part of the vision so we were stuck in this world where we were going to maintain the memorial as we know it because it was registered as a historical architectural landmark which ties everybody's hands from doing anything significant to change it so we had to sort of just reinvent the entire thing and we were going to maintain and build build a new memorial and still maintain the integrity of both build a new memorial on burnside build the new memorial by 21s maintain, maintain the one okay. on burnside because as with okay. its reg, with its status as a registered historical landmark hands are tied from actually sort of taking the best pieces of it and putting them into the new memorial and then but wasn't it already cleared at, at the, for the bell at least after the last time? Well, the bell is a little different because it came in later, so it wasn't part of the original architecture. So the bell was the one thing that potentially was going to legally be able to be moved. And we're all shaking our head at this. Um, however, <laughs> well, so where this gets us though is you. So, but I, I, I do believe that there was a vision there that was going to make a lot of sense. But it's centered around those light poles. That was the thing that was so iconic that was going to become a part of the Esplanade it's, it's in our eyes. It was going to be a part, it was going to be this notable feature of the city, 
and it was going to literally like bring families there, you know, and so people would tell our stories. It was right by the Union Oil Building where Chief Campbell actually died, right? All these things, it just made sense. Um, if we're forced to take the light poles out, does it make sense anymore? Is that the centerpiece of Is the, issue the reason light, for doing with that? the light poles that they were going to be shining the light straight up, and that was a potential issue? No, it was no. going to be a three sixty. Yeah light that you could see across the river so that was kind of the big catch like hey what is that across the river and shining downward as well less up more sideways and down and the architect had all these great ideas and we were we were brainstorming okay so what happens like um you know if there's a if like the baltimore tragedy can we change the color of our lights for a day in honor Mm. of the fallen in baltimore can Mm -hmm. we do that for ourselves like obviously after jerry richardson passed away can Mm -hmm. we turn them a certain color for a week Mm -hmm. in honor of our own fallen all those all those things and when our legs are sort of cut out from under us on that feature, it's kind of back to the drawing board of what are we really doing trying to hold on to two memorials? Let's let's think about this all over again. And under Don's leadership, I think we've got some progress on that. So that takes us back. You know, I got to got to dial the clock back a little bit to explain why another reason why the change. And so to go back to what Sean was talking about, the uh, uh, when when the Architectural Heritage Center nominated the David Campbell Memorial for the uh, uh, National Registry of Historic Places. Mm-hmm. I believe that was done because they weren't consulted. When, when the discussion came up, hey, let's move the David Campbell Memorial, people don't know this. I didn't know it, and I didn't realize it until I began talking with these folks. They are passionate about the David Campbell Memorial. Wait, wait who is? The architectural heritage community. Those in the community that are into uh, architecture, heritage, landmarks and other things in the community and and you would think why are they interested in david campbell they don't even know who david campbell is well, they want to help maintain it i think so but not when you don't ask them if you don't ask for their participation they know, do they know what it means to maintain it well we'll get to that in a sec okay. so they what what i've learned from them is they are as passionate about paul Cret, the, the internationally known architect that designed the david campbell memorial as we are about david campbell hmm. And that's a good thing. And I believe they did the right thing by by preserving it where it is and why it is. But they were just doing it for a very different reason than we were, and nobody went and engaged them in the discussion. So over the over the ten years following that, or you know, six, seven, eight years, uh, there was this presumption that we're, we're stuck. We can't do anything with it. We can't move anything. The bell was not part of it. We're only talking about the physical triangle that is the David Campbell Plaza itself. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is is a separate. Uh, separate deal. So, um, I, you know, a couple of years ago, three years ago, when I joined the David Campbell Memorial Association board, I was a little concerned because the condition of it, and this is pre-pandemic, was was not as good as it should be. Mm-hmm. And I began asking around, and I, I actually talked to the the different bureaus that were responsible for it, and and tried to work out an agreement where we'd do inspections of it and and let them know what needed to be done. And unfortunately, that didn't really yield much other than Bill Goforth was very responsive with with logistics resources going out to abate graffiti and, you know, do some other things. Right. That's an uphill battle. Well, it is. It absolutely is. We'll get to that in a few minutes, too. So really, they became unresponsive. In the meantime, I was documenting uh, the condition uh, every six months, and it never changed. So I got to thinking, what if we uh, what if we approach the National Park Service and say, you have a identified resource here that isn't getting the care from its owners that it should? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, that didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> you can't really, there's really nobody at national parks which, which oversees those historic places. Uh, but it refers you to the State Historic Preservation Office, uh, what's known as SHPO here in the state. And I called them and explained the thing. They said, no, there's things that can be done. Just because it has that designation doesn't mean it needs to sit and, and go to crap. Mm-hmm. She said, you need to call this guy at the city of Portland, which uh, I thought, oh, great, the city of Portland. I know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, but the guy I was connected with was, uh, I'm not sure what bureau he's in, but it, he works with historic resources in the community. And he was absolutely fantastic. He knew all the key players in the community. And I began to contact people in the architectural heritage side of the equation for all of this. And I tell you what, every one of them to the number, their first comment was, we were wondering when somebody was going to step up and do something about the Campbell Memorial uh, because it's in terrible shape. They all felt exactly the same way we did, just for different purposes and reasons. Okay. So I began building an advocacy group of those folks to say, look, we want to do something about this, and maybe this is the right place to put our other memorial. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the idea really blossomed from that to it literally, um, the Campbell Memorial is in desperate need of renovation. It's 94 years old, and it, is, uh, it needs service. And one of the best ways to do that might be to take it apart renovate it and put it back together and if we do that and move it on the site up to the point of the triangle the southern point it opens up the whole northern side to be a larger space as far as an open community plaza than we were going to have over by station 21 and so we began to explore the idea that maybe this can be done and it can uh, we you know the the physical reality is one thing, but there's nothing about its registry in the National Historic uh, Places Registry that prevents that from happening. But it just takes a little bit of finesse to do it, okay. and it certainly okay. takes cooperation from a whole community. I feel like we're getting a little squirreled here, but maybe. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, but real quick, with that potential plan, is there any integration of the original uh, drawings or original architectural yes, tons yeah okay. so all the important stuff so uh can i just back up a tiny bit when i got involved with this board about 10 years ago i had two major priorities um i i feel like we needed a place that we could be proud of mm-hmm. that we could actually gather that would function mm-hmm. and uh the other piece is involving all of the service connected deaths so mm-hmm. um looking back then we we made a uh, a big change and we've integrated those names also into the memorial um, they haven't actually been put up on the wall yet, but that will happen with any redesign. So that's huge, really important. So Jerry Richardson and everybody looking back that died of a service-connected disease or illness mm-hmm. that is job-connected will be on that wall, um, as as well as everybody who died, you know, over the years in traditional uh, fire scene types of deaths. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that what uh, what we're looking at here is exploring the idea of making that burnside site a place we can actually be proud of again okay and a place that will function okay okay so hold on if you're able to rest restore which means take apart the paul kratt that's the right name paul kratt well the david yeah paul kratt's paul, work on the david okay. campbell so memorial. if you're able to restore it by taking it apart restoring it and moving it mm-hmm. do we want to still move it to that same spot well if you look at the layout and uh at this point we have literally homemade drawings so part of what we're looking at here is a professional approach to explore this as a concept. We're not coming here saying, hey, Local 43, let's spend a million dollars, open your wallets again. We're saying we really think this concept has merit and we want to professionally explore the options and see what can get done and what kind of momentum we can get. Uh, the struggle this whole decade has been momentum. 
right? Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, if nothing else, Don's, Don's proven that he is not scared uh, to make phone calls, pound mm-hmm. on doors, pound the pavement, and do the things to actually coordinate all the moving parts to this project. Um, so we, we sort of have the, the right person in charge doing that at this Great. point. Right. So, and, and along with that, though, we just want to see um, what that would really look like to literally like pick up and move that memorial to the back of the triangle and make that a functional site. Okay. okay so it would open okay. everything up. So again, if you can picture that memorial, let's let's picture getting off the street and onto a beautiful plaza that's been restored that now has the service connected names right over there. Right. And I'm let's trying, own it and, and make it right. I'm trying in my mind's eye to imagine how much space there is behind there and I can't quite bring it up and I'll just think out loud before you go on like I'm think part of the issue of course is the um, and I'm just going to be blunt the houseless and the drug use and uh, the graffiti that's happened up there and I for some reason in my mind I was thinking moving it down next to 21 by the river would make would maybe help that at least because it's close to the fire station a little maintenance but I'm not sure that's rational it may not be any different on uh, down at the other site than uh, back up on Burnside. So I'm sort of mulling it through. I'm seeing, okay, maybe I can get over that as, as a challenge mentally. So then I'm trying to think what the space would be like. So I, I, next time I drive by, I'll definitely take a look and, and try and conceptualize think, a little bit more. I think more. that's a valid concern, and, and I think all members Absolutely. think that when we have to go clean it up. And, and I think if we redo this memorial and, and with Don's vision, it would it would be a park that people want to go to more often, so you would see less of that transient activity right now it's really not something that people a destination that people go to well certainly not now and i'm not sure why you would think it'd be any different after it was restored and moved oh there's actually a lot of reasons why okay so if we take uh if we take the firefighter section over at lone first cemetery as an example okay uh you know that's a fenced in 30 acre piece of property Mm -hmm. uh hidden amongst the trees now why aren't there homeless camps in there why isn't it rampant in lone first cemetery because it's far away from the core Oh, no. no <laughs> there's, that's right by all the methadone clinics. There, there's a ton of yeah, stuff right there. There is all kinds of I stuff th- there. I thought it was a real question. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, in fact, lined up along the street, there's, okay. there's old motor homes and other things. Um, the reason, one of the biggest reasons is they activate it for legitimate use. They want people walking, uh, visiting graves. Uh, they do everything they can to, to encourage legitimate activity within the cemetery mm-hmm. because that discourages illegitimate activity. Now, let's... Imagine in your mind's eye going up to the David Campbell Memorial and look at it today. What's going to make you cross the busy street to go into that triangle? It looks like a derelict property. There's no interpretive signs. There's nothing there that invites you in to participate in it. And that's what needs to change. That's what this has the opportunity to do. It's not just a restoration to make the David Campbell Memorial Plaza piece look fresh. It's to give people a reason to walk over there, something to engage them. In my discussions with the city, they said, you know, this would be a a, uh, a better idea if it can also be used for other public use. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you be open to that? And I said, well, absolutely. You know, the more people that are there for good purposes, the less that are going to be there for the wrong purposes. So um, it's, well, the other piece of it, too, is I've, I've engaged the business community mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. And they care deeply because they have to look at it. The civic condos across the street... Uh, numerous people uh, have contacted me over the last few years to complain about it and wonder what they can do. And I've directed them to the city's processes, which fail them every time. Right, right. Um, But they care that much that they would go try to do their own cleanup and just be discouraged because it would be just as messed up the next day. 
Um, sure. You know, putting trash containers out there didn't work and all that. Right. So they're they're very engaged in wanting to find solutions because okay. it's in their front yard. Okay. Uh, as are all the businesses. So again, we have great advocacy from them, from the architectural heritage community, from the fire service. Mm-hmm. And on down the line it goes. I feel like I may have interrupted you, Sean. I don't know. Where it's something you were about to say, and I sort of went off. No, no, no nothing comes to mind. Um, well, here's the thing. I hope you're right. I really do. And I'll be honest. Like I don't have any issue with the money. Like I don't mind the. It was 150 bucks. Not a big deal. I, I just uh, speaking as a member, maybe representative of the membership, would just really want it to be put to good use. And I think that what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Um, I hope it works. I hope it is as successful uh, as you hope it's as it is in your mind. I just, I guess, we're all a little jaded. I'm not, no, no, rightfully I, no, so. No, no, I don't yeah. just say we're all. I'm a no. little jaded. I don't want to speak for anybody else. I'm a little jaded, I guess, and uh, I, I, I'm a little bit skeptical that it would be as successful as this. But boy, I like the way you're talking about it. So I'm sorry. Was there more on your list there that uh, you wanted there, to get to? There is, there is another simple reality to this. The David Campbell Memorial, regardless of what happens, needs help. Okay. Uh, so this is an opportunity to do pr- two projects under the one financial umbrella. Mm-hmm. Instead of two projects, probably at double the cost. And call me lazy if you want, but I don't want to complete one project and lazy. then have to turn around and take, take on the other. <laughs> so th- this makes a lot of sense, but it gives us one place to wrap our arms around. A hallowed ground. I, I consider these the hallowed grounds of Portland Fire and Rescue. The firefighters section was mm-hmm. literally deeded to the fire department in 1862. That's a pretty special thing. The section? Yeah. Of Lone Fir. Of Lone Fir. Okay. Block yeah. five of Lone Fir Cemetery yeah. and 12, 12 line of duty deaths uh, yeah. were laid to rest there. Yeah. The David Campbell Memorial is the other, and it deserves the attention, the care. Creating another another property uh, divides our, our caretaking even that much more. And again, mm-hmm. I really believe that if we if we get this built we bring the community into it, mm-hmm. and that's something that has to be maintained over time. And that's the, the I guess the future heritage of the of the DCMA is to continue to cultivate that participation and that mm-hmm. support. Okay. And find ways to do you know to to bring these things together to keep it alive. Okay. It doesn't. You can't just abandon it. It's done. You know. Good luck. And Kyle, well, to, yeah. just to address the the jaded factor, like yeah. completely valid. I'm already, valid. I'm already feeling more positive, just Good. so you know. So it, it is. I mean, it's, and, um, you know, again, looking back on the last decade, there were quite a few swings and misses to build momentum and mm-hmm. to actually get something moving and started, yeah. you know. And, and a lot of these um, attempts to, to get, like I said, get some momentum back. And I think um, this is the most that I've seen Good. from the community. Okay, not from us, but from the actual community outside of us. Um, you know the 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 buy-in that Don has gotten already from this like the true stakeholders in that part of our city mm-hmm. is is real, and the people that care deeply about our history uh, as a city and also as a fire department and about those names on the wall, right? That's real. You know, people okay. care, and I think if we're able to sort of just pivot this vision mm-hmm. and explore this option and make sure that it's viable before overcommitting, um, I think we're onto something. I really okay. do. And I think okay. like if, if we picture a public space we can be proud of that has all of our names on it, that tells our story, that's inviting to the community mm-hmm. to come in and just learn a little bit about our history. I think that's important. Can you sp- speak roughly about what elements are going to be integrated from the old design? Or not the design that didn't get done to the new space? Should it work? Uh, like I said, the, the number one feature to me is a comprehensive list of names of our own fault. The wall of names. Wall yeah, of names. And, and we have some ideas right now how, since the park will be much bigger, 
how we can integrate that into it and and use it as a public space and and most importantly we you know we're here to memorialize fallen firefighters uh, at the end of the day we want that space to do it every year uh, at the end of june and i think this would be once this project is done it's going to be undoubtedly the the one place we go to we've been traveling around we've been doing it at 21s waiting for that to happen right but if we get this done uh it'll be a great open public space right uh, to to do to have that service every year well the the light poles remain part of the design not in that location okay not not as it stands they're, they're, uh, we're although, talking about some lighting right things but not not as we know not okay. as we know not as, that design I but and i do want to say that the one thing um throughout this time I, I do feel like welton architecture made a classic design i still believe in that design on the waterfront as mm-hmm. much as i did mm-hmm. when i first saw it i think it was ahead of its time right and, and that same architect it's no failing of his any of these struggles that we've had right um he's been incredibly generous with his time yeah uh and he will likely still be very involved in the new site Good. as well so i gotta ask the question and I know this is not a particular, it's almost hypothetical, but there was all these things that happened from the last time, which falls under the category of you don't know what you don't know, which then led us to where we are now, because these things came up, Don was talking about these, these different stakeholders, people, the city, and then the architectural, blah, blah, blah. I mean, what don't we know now? Well, well that's why Don's taking care of this, because yep. he is, he is, <laughs> oh, we the, have the right, the right person at the helm who has you the know, time and the, and the yeah. background to, to dig in. Are we going to so, be here in a decade having this update again? I, I will say I that I don't not. think we would be here right now if, if we had been fortunate enough to have Don running this project from the beginning. Right. We would have yeah. figured out these struggles long ago. We would have had the right combination, which we just frankly didn't have at the right times. We had wonderful people on those board seats. That couldn't bring it's what Don personal. brings. It's not right. personal. It's not. No. And I'm I'm no genius about how the city works, but you know, in the in the 27 years I worked here, the 21 years I was in the fire marshal's office, I had a lot of interaction with city hall mm. in various ways, and I know the influence the community can have mm-hmm. on the decisions that uh, that the city commissioners make. So that's that's why my strategy to this point has been building a stakeholder group uh, from the architectural community, from the fire service, from the business community. Mm-hmm. You know. Part of my goal, you know, a very, a very significant part of the strategy is to mobilize these advocates to encourage City Hall to do the right thing. Because one thing we're 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 rebuilding and rededicating a heritage site that have been many of which have been ravaged over the past couple of years. Sure, sure. This is an opportunity for the city to take a step forward. Uh, it is honoring firefighters who have labored uh, labored incredibly over the past couple of years and deserve the recognition. The fact that we don't have a place to recognize a guy like Jerry Richardson, mm-hmm. which absolutely deserves it, we do not have a mechanism to do that at this time, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just the right thing to do. Okay, and I think we can bring all that together with a compelling argument to get support uh, from both in the, inside City Hall and from other places. Right. I'm going to touch on that real quick, but I know Terry's got to leave in just a minute or so. Do you any last? I mean, before, and you don't have to run away, but well, yeah. Sorry, in before? I can't. I have, a, I have another meeting after. That's fine. But, but before um, you go, is there any last last yeah, words? The the important thing is how we move forward, and and this board stays strong. Don's doing a great job of that, but we will at some point need some help from the membership uh, to be mm. a part of this. You know, I, I am the local forty three rep, and memorials are important to me, as mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I'll be here as long as I can. Uh, but I know Sean's getting close to the end on 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 his time. You know, he's he's dedicating a lot of it to other. You mean on the board? What's that? You mean, you mean on the board? I hope I'm announcing yeah. my retirement. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> no, yeah, on the board. And he's he's yeah. served for a long time. And at some point, we're going to have to find a replacement for him. So uh, I think it's important the membership knows that, that you could be a part of this as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, how we facilitate that, I don't know. But if there's if there's members out there uh, at large that are interested in in, in well, and, you're, and you're available for, for discussion. No, absolutely. Please feel free to reach out to me if anybody's interested at all in participating in this board. Um, it's an honor to be in this seat. Mm-hmm. Um, it is technically a Portland Fire representative seat. Um, however, I, I believe that, you know, if uh, if the union uh, identified the right candidate and brought it forward to can, the fire chief yeah. and the board, uh, it, it, eventually you end up getting basically um, approved by the, the board of trustees. Right. Yeah. The, the idea is to have the voice of the rank and file. Yep. And to have the voice of the, the union and to have the voice of the chief's office and the voice of the retired community and then the voice of the public at large. Mm-hmm. That's why we're trying to have a diverse uh, board that, that mm-hmm. where we have representative positions, not just whoever you can get. And eventually we'd like to add into that a descendant of a of a uh, uh, member that's on the list. Great. Yeah. So I guess I guess the, the to nut, put a nutshell, a little sure. Reader's Digest version of the update is we're trying to pivot to back to yeah. the original Let memorial me... location with a, with with a potential pulling it apart, restoring, moving, and trying to make that a better spot for everybody. Correct. Uh, yeah, I, and and I would add that as a as a board, we you know we agreed that this was the decision, the direction to move, but we did not feel comfortable without getting the uh, the voice of the members that contributed, mm-hmm. the body of people. That's very important. And again, I will say, Portland firefighters are the major stockholder in this project. And uh, it's out of respect for that 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 uh, this decision needs to rest in the hands of the membership. So we're just asking for you to think this through. You know, again, we welcome any questions or discussion mm-hmm. about it that anybody has. But that's that's the reason for the change. Don't want to sound wishy-washy about what's happening, but we mm-hmm. really feel it's a better solution that serves us better in the long run. It combines a couple of important projects mm-hmm. and uh, and sets us up to honor our members uh, for a long time to come. Great. I guess, I mean, that's all I got. Um, we're probably about time to wrap it up. We're almost, you know, at a good good time frame here. Um, I'll go around the table real quick. If you don't have anything, we're good. Sean, anything to add? Are you, you good? I, I think I said what I what I had on my awesome. mind. Thank you. Terry? Well, yeah, I'd like to, to thank Sean for his time and effort on this. I know it, for some people it seems like it's been forever, but I think there's some complications that were out of our hands. Um, and, and the fact that the ball is rolling again, uh, I appreciate Don stepping up. Um, and, and the membership willing to hear this because I think at yeah. the end of the day, uh, we want a memorial that we're proud of, yeah. and I think we're going to get that. And then I wouldn't say it's a hot topic. It's not something like that. Like people are pissed off by any means. Well, but it is it's serious. It's, it's, it's people it trusted us with their name and their money, and we never took that lightly. Yeah, um, and I wish we had better results over the years, indeed, but I think indeed. we're, we're on the right track now. There's retired members asking, "What happened to that money I right. gave you?" Yeah. And so, so it's it, it is it is important, and, but that's why we want people to know we have the money. Uh, we're going to use it, and we're going to uh, do it the right way. And okay. it should be a hot topic. We should care about these people that have come before us. I that's, mean, really and truly. That's not what I mean. There's well, no, no, I, I no, I get that. Yeah. But but I just mean in the greater scheme of things. Um, you know, we we call ourselves family. We we love the traditions of the fire service, and we need to we need to do the right thing by them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this is an opportunity to do that. And we've you know looking at different ways, but it it you know it's a big job. It's a tough job to create something that isn't already there. In this case, we've got a foothold uh, to to build more on what we have, and I think give us a 
a, a better resource, you know, hopefully again, setting it up for another 94 years before we have to mess around again. That's there my are. hope because I'll be done enough. by then. Yeah. I do actually want to thank um, also just local 43 in general, the leadership here yeah. for being such amazing partners. Um, and I think that uh, looking at the way that we're sharing information these days, mm-hmm. whether that's a text of uh, a, con- a conceptual renderings that Don drew, mm-hmm. or if it's uh, a podcast, mm-hmm. um, this is, we've got, again, the right pieces in place to share right. this story as it evolves in a much better way than we have in the past. So, so that people aren't wondering what did happen to that project? Where is my money? Um, hopefully we'll have better news to report along the way, but now we've got a way to do it and the right, right, right partner. So I'm, I'm very proud that we now officially have a local 43 rep on that board in the bylaws permanently, um, that the treasury moved to the local uh, in the right hands. Not th- and that's not a slam on the chief's office. They always did a wonderful job, but it's just a pr- more appropriately a union right. project for that. Um, you know, and, and for all the all the folks that have sat in those board seats before, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thank them for what they were able to give. Cool. Well, hopefully to that point, there will be a little uh, update one form or another about some positive movement in the not too distant future. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys.